The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Dontea Price-Lisco. When Richmond removed a bronze statue to General A.P. Hill from its base in December, it appeared the city had completed the work of removing statues dedicated to the Confederate cause. But a VPM News listener recently asked Curious Commonwealth, Why does a statue of Thomas Stonewall Jackson remain on Capitol Square? Whitney Evans explores this question. A bronze statue of Confederate General Thomas J. Stonewall Jackson stands on a stone pedestal outside the Virginia Capitol, despite years of battles to remove Confederate figures from public spaces following protests in 2020. Nearby are two others, those of Confederate surgeon Dr. Hunter McGuire and Confederate Major General William Extra Billy Smith. Why are they still there? It's a really weird, complex web. Former Delegate Jay Jones introduced a bill in 2021 with support from Governor Ralph Northam to remove a statue of former Governor Harry Byrd. If I had the control and the power to take all of them down, I would have done that, but I was able to to do the Byrd statue because that's where we had jurisdiction. Byrd, whose monument was removed in 2022, led the massive resistance movement of the mid-20th century, blocking racial integration. I think Byrd was one of the most egregious. Northam's then chief of staff, Clark Mercer, tells VPM removing monuments requires cooperation between the governor's office and the General Assembly. But the office was so focused on the legal battle to remove the Robert E. Lee statue on Richmond's Monument Avenue, it just ran out of time. If legislation had been submitted for, for all of the Confederate statues on Capitol Square, it perhaps could have all been done you know, at the same time. Mercer says he's not sure what stopped lawmakers from introducing legislation to remove the other statues. And VPM couldn't reach any of the legislative researchers who worked on Jones' bill. My knee-jerk response as a historian is like, why are you, are you allowing them to be up? Julian Maxwell Hader is an associate professor of leadership studies at the University of Richmond. He's also a Virginia history expert who focuses on Confederate iconography. Where has everyone gone that was responsible for taking down the monuments during the pandemic? Hader agrees with Mercer that everyone was focused on the fight to bring down the Lee statue in 2021, so others were overlooked. It's strange that they're still there. On the other hand, politically, it's not strange at all. Um, And I'm not sure that politicians, not any that I know, um, who are currently in office, are going to expend the political will again to go after the Hunter Holmes McGuire statue or the William Extra Billy Smith statue. Rivka Maislish is a researcher on Southern Poverty Law Center's Who's Heritage Project, which tracks Confederate monuments. She says it's not an accident the statues remain. And it's not just um, some anodyne nod to heritage. These are clear symbols saying this is a white space, this is a white country, and to try to rewrite the history of, of the Civil War as well. With that knowledge, we hope that people will understand that it's completely inappropriate to have names honoring people who uh, fought for slavery and white supremacy. Right now, the focus is on military bases and symbols. The U.S. military is required to remove all Confederate symbols from its properties by January 1st of next year. The biggest roadblock to removing other Confederate monuments in Virginia right now is politics. 
Republicans are largely opposed to removing Confederate monuments. They lead the House of Delegates for now. And if a bill to remove Jackson, McGuire, or Smith were passed, it would land on the desk of Governor Glenn Youngkin, who's not taken a public stance on the issue. BPM actually sent an email to Youngkin's office asking about the Capitol Square monuments, but didn't hear back. Youngkin did, however, recently direct Virginia Military Institute to accept a Confederate memorial statue that will be removed from Arlington National Cemetery. For Curious Commonwealth, I'm Whitney Evans with VPM News. To submit a question to Curious Commonwealth, visit vpm.org curious. About 45,000 people have had state Medicaid benefits reinstated after being dropped from the program due to a problematic review of their eligibility. Nearly half of those who had their insurance reinstated are children who were enrolled in Virginia's Medicaid program or the Children's Health Insurance Program, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. An upgrade of Virginia's automated enrollment system will be completed this week, and those who have had coverage restored will be reevaluated by September 30th. If those covered meet the new eligibility requirements, their coverage will be extended for a year. But if they do not, they will receive a 10-day notice to reapply or lose their coverage on October 31st. Novelist John Grisham, who lives in Albemarle County, has joined other writers and the Authors Guild in suing OpenAI and its artificial chatbot technology. The authors allege that their books were used to train the AI chatbots without permission, leading to the production of, quote, derivative works that are similar to their copyrighted material. According to the New York Times, the lawsuit, filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, also alleges that the technology is including less public, identifiable details from their works. Hanover's Board of Supervisors recently discussed developing a new master plan for the county's rural airport. VPM News reporter Lyndon German has more. Located just 10 miles north of Richmond, Hanover County's Municipal Airport is home to over 100 based aircraft with no more than 10,000 passenger boardings each year. The Federal Aviation Administration requires the adoption of a new plan outlining the facility's short, intermediate, and long-term goals every 20 years. The airport's previous plan was developed in 2002. As airport manager Chuck Sabrito says, It gives us an opportunity to provide and to reevaluate the overall plans for the airport. Faye Pritchard, supervisor for the Ashland District, says community feedback will be critical for the plan's success. We are not an airport in a community. We're a community airport. And so we are 100% committed to doing everything we possibly can to getting a lot of citizen feedback. Residents are encouraged to provide that feedback, according to the presentation, as soon as outreach begins in spring 2024. Lyndon German, VPM News. Virginia is seeing an increase in tax money from sports betting and casinos. Revenue went from $27 million in fiscal year 2022 to $67 million in 2023, according to the Virginia Mercury. The sharp increase is due to a policy change that prevents companies from deducting the cost of bet promotions and bonuses from what they owe to the state. Lawmakers legalized sports betting in 2020. Richmond's new downtown transfer station for GRTC buses is closing today starting at 7.30 a.m. for emergency maintenance. The Greater Richmond Transit Company issued the service alert late Thursday, 
saying the station at 808 East Clay Street needed, quote, critical infrastructure improvements for public safety. GRTC is routing transfers through 9th Street, between Marshall and Clay Streets, and said the station, which opened on September 11th, will reopen as soon as possible. Early voting starts today in Virginia. All 140 seats in the General Assembly are up for election. Depending on where you live, you might see local supervisors, school board members, and referendums on your ballot. In Richmond, City Hall and Hickory Hill Community Center will accept early votes on weekdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. General registrar's offices across the Commonwealth and select polling stations will accept early ballots through Saturday, November 4th. Visit elections.virginia.gov for more info on registration, early voting, and absentee ballots. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.